Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate. On today's episode, we are talking with um, Stephen Ross, and we're talking about how to find success in real estate while still loving your life with best-selling author of Doors Open When You Knock, Stephen Ross. Stephen's been building a successful real estate business from knocking on over 125,000 doors in two states, but without working weekends, nights, or being available 24-7. He's proof that a work-life balance can exist in real estate while still building an incredible business. Welcome to the show, Stephen. I'm so glad to have you on, learn more about what you've been doing, how you've knocked that many doors, and how did that all come about? Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Matthew. So you recently published a book, and it's a best-selling book on Doors Open When You Knock, a realtor's handbook for boundless opportunity freedom. How did you come about even writing that book, and like, what got you started into all of this? So you know, the book is, you know, people hear that, they hear I'm a, I've knocked on doors as a real estate agent, and then people immediately think, oh, this is a book about knocking on doors, so it's not for me. <laughs> it's not what it's about. <laughs> it's about how do you cultivate or develop the practice of showing up in a business that calls for everything but that, right? The business of real estate does not does not care whether you show up or not. Um, but if you do show up, that you can really have a life that has boundless opportunity and freedom. Um, it, it's really, I quote Les Brown, you know, if you do what is easy, your life is hard. But if you do what is hard, your life is easy. And it is, hard, it is hard to knock on doors, but you know what? If you can knock on a few doors every day, um, you really don't have to do much else. Um, what is the hard part about knocking on doors that you see? Like, Why are agents so afraid to knock on doors? Well, it's the obvious reasons. Who wants to? I mean, think about this, right, Matthew? If, and you're in the Bay Area, but um, you know, if I came into, you know, if I knocked on your door right now, obviously you're in the middle of a podcast, so you wouldn't come to the door. But if I knocked on your door right now, I'm doing two things. I'm trespassing <laughs> and I'm interrupting your day because we didn't have a scheduled appointment. Yeah. And I think no one thinks about it that way, but that is implicitly what's happening when you're knocking on someone's door. And uh, so I think that's the first part is, I mean, there is some fear about the unknown, like what's going to happen. People are going to be upset because of those two things. The second thing, and this is really the most powerful piece. And really, this is what I talk about in the book is, um, and maybe this was true in the seventies and eighties and maybe nineties, you know, people went to the doors and they, they did business immediately. And I think the way real estate's developed and, and the way, um, sophistication uh, of the business and all these other elements. Uh, it's pretty rare that I knock on a door and someone was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you stopped by. We were just thinking of moving. That almost never happens. Almost never. And so it really is about developing a business and developing relationships and developing um, potential leads, which means it's not instant gratification. And I think people struggle with I went to the doors for a day or a week or maybe even a month and nothing happened. So I'm going to move on to something else. Yep. And that's just not the way it works. So I think for, even for a lot of agents here and elsewhere, it's like the fear of the unknown. Am I going to be successful? I don't know. Am I going to fail? Is someone going to point a gun in my head? Is a dog going to come out? I don't know, but I don't want to try. I'm, I'm afraid. I don't want to do it, right? So that fear of the unknown is really what gets people in the – it's a mindset game, right? It really is a mindset issue. 
And the opportunity is there, though. And you know, I guess people know for facts, door knocking works. So why, why aren't people door knocking at all? They just think it's a waste of time. And they don't want to, that, that instant gratification you talked about is really apparent. They want instant gratification. Oh, I want a Zillow lead. I want an online lead. I want to do this and that. But even those are not simple either. It's all about what you mentioned at first, building relationships. And how do you do it? Any way you do it works, which is the best for you is different. That's right. Overcoming that challenge. So how did you overcome the challenge when you first started door knocking? Like the first day you started door knocking, I'm sure you didn't want to do it, right? Oh, I, that, that is an understatement. That was the last <laughs> thing I felt like doing. And, <laughs> you know, I think the thing that people got it, you know, everyone can look for themselves. I, you know, I'm three months into the business. I had a, you know, I was a UCLA grad. I'd worked on Wall Street. I'd been a, in a medical startup. So it's not like, I had no success in a previous life. And so the thought of knocking on doors seemed just ridiculous and beneath me, <laughs> except that in real estate, none of that stuff I just mentioned, who cares, right? It's about yeah. talking to people every day, uh, unless you're building a marketing business, but even then um, right, there's still activities you have to do. And so I wasn't, I wasn't, I just wasn't talking to enough people. And I realized that if I didn't do something quick, uh, I was going to be out of business and I had, you know, three kids. My, I got my license March 15th, 2005. My third child was born six weeks later. So now I had three kids to feed <laughs> and I'm like, all right, how am I going to make this work? And I had a coach and he said, knock on heads, knock on doors, pick one. I thought, well, let me try this knocking on doors thing. And therefore, as I'm sitting there, for 20 minutes trying to get out of my car to knock on the door, I'm, I, you know, I have this huge decision. Like, am I going to quit or am I going to find a way to make this work and feed these kids? I really didn't want to go back to the corporate world and IT and all that other stuff. And so I had a very big reason to push myself forward. And, and don't get me wrong. It was scary um, the entire time. And it was just a matter of what do I want more? Do I want to fail? Or do I want to keep going? And it really was that decision almost every day. I think that what it comes back down to that every single time I talk to agents, it's really like that mindset and the fear and having a real understanding of the reason why. And I hate to say it because everyone says, oh, yeah, you really need to understand the reason why. And they just drill in your head. But no one really gets it until it really becomes really why. You have kids, you have family, you need money, you need to help people, you have a vision, you want to be successful, you don't want to go back to corporate jobs normal job you know and then the people who have the why are the actually the people who win because they understand the reason why when you know your why you're going to do everything it takes i need to feed my three kids i want to give them a good school i want to give them extracurricular activities that cost money i need to give them freedom and time so i need the why that why will drive you to do anything in the world you're probably everyone's super smart but they don't take the potential because they don't have the why to drive them to that level and you found yours and by doing that, when even every door you knocked, you're probably, oh, I hate this. I got to do this again. And the, all the failures, there's so many doors slamming in your face. But once you find that first person who says, yes, I'm, I'm interested, I'm sure your light bulbs go off. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. And full disclosure, right? You know, the, the old fable, the tortoise and the hare, you know, most, most people on podcasts or shows, I'm not saying this is true for your show in particular, but in the industry of real estate, most people focus on the hairs. These people who are these top performers and killing it and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm the hair. <laughs> Slow and steady. Yeah. There's nothing magical about what I do. 
anything I've done is completely repeatable and people could probably do it better, right? I just wanted to have a great life. I wanted to have a great business and enjoy my life. And um, so I don't want to, you were talking about the why and, and people can overcome everything, anything. And that is true. And I was just, I wanted to be very clear that sometimes people hear that and they think, well, that's them, right? Yep. That's them. Those are the people who are making millions of dollars or those are the people that are selling 500 homes a year or whatever their, their vision is. No, you can, my, my vision was just to have a really good, you know, six figure business and, and, and work as little as possible so that I could be there and raise my kids. That really was my goal. And that's nothing noble in that. Uh, it was just, it was just important to me. So I just like to point that out to people because right. Whatever your why is, is irrelevant. What other people think, as long as it's important to you. And I, I just, since we were on that, I just didn't want to let that go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, everyone needs to kind of like, we're trying to help people understand, like really sit down think about like, why are you in this business in the first place? You got into real estate for some reason. If you're going to be here, be here and really yeah. do it and figure out if you don't want to door knock, don't door knock, do something else. There's all types of ways. None, none of them are wrong. It's just, which one's the best one for you that helps you and your family and helps that your clients. That's it. Find that's it. it. That's it. That's the solution. That's it. There's nothing. There's no silver bullet. There is no silver bullets. There isn't. Even top producers I know and train with, they door knock 24-7. They do the cold calling all day in the morning and they door knock in the afternoon. They're top producers, but they still do it. And they said, I did it from day one when I first started real estate. So that's them. You can choose what you want. I know some people say, I never door knock. I'm a young, beautiful girl and I work hard, but I do everything digitally online, all video content, social media content, and she kills it. But hey, that's her choice. She did it her way. She used her knowledge to really sell and provide value and educate people on that space because she goes felt uncomfortable door knocking with by herself, right? And I totally understand that too. It's scary out there. It can be, but can you be. Really take advantage of what you know and be safe. Step back, you know, ask questions and try to help. And if they don't want your help, go to the next person. Trust your gut. So yeah. like. During this time period too, when you're knocking the 125,000 doors, like what did you learn going through that process? Like getting yourself over every day, week, month, year, like how did you get to where you're at? How did you get over it? Well, I mean, here's the things that, that come up that I think take people out. And so if you're listening and you're never going to knock on doors or you, you do, don't look at it that way. You know, my, my invitation is to look at it. If you're someone who makes calls, if you work a sphere, if you, um, work a phone list, whatever it is. So whatever I'm saying, relate it, you know, make the, the switch to your, what you do. And for me, knocking on doors is boring, right? In a way, right? You know, think about this, you know, for 15, 16, 17 years, 150 days a year, I'm driving into a neighborhood, getting out of my car, here I go again. You know, it's, you can see the monotony, right? There's nothing sexy about knocking doors, especially in the summer when it's hot or in the winter when it's cold. And you hear about all these, I'm using air quotes, other agents, right? Who are killing it doing, well, it's just magical how their business shows up, right? So yeah. what I'm doing is boring, monotonous, hard, and it looks like everyone else is killing it by just, I don't know, by magic. Right. Those are the conversations that day in, day out get to us. And I talk about that in the book. Um, I borrow uh, the concept of resistance from Stephen Pressfield. Right. Those are just all the things we tell ourselves to keep ourselves safe, 
and away from achieving uh, what we really want. And it really is the daily practice of choosing. Nope, you know, my job is to knock on doors. That's what I said I'm gonna do. And then I don't have to decide every day, am I going to do it or not? I've already decided. I don't do open house. I don't do anything online. I don't do marketing. I don't do, you know, networking at the school. I don't, I don't do any of that. I just knock on doors. So then that is the only thing I have to do every day. So it really was about simplifying it so that I only had one thing to do every day, literally, right? If I had no other appointments, all I did was knock on doors that day and then I go home and I'm done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really smart. You take the simplistic approach about it, but you actually are being decisive because I think a lot of agents and people in business, you get really distracted by shiny objects and everyone's trying to sell you. Even as an agent, every company out there is trying to sell to you that this is the magic bullet that you need to really be successful. That's not true. It's really what you can, that helps you to do it. And doing it is the, the, the magic that's doing it is the execution is all it's about. And like you, you execute on one decision and you focus on it. You hyper-focus on it and you got it done. You know, every day, this is my goal. I think people right now in real estate, especially with COVID going on, they're distracted by everything. I don't, I only have so much time a day, but they're actually executing nothing in the eight hour period. While let's say for you, if you spent one hour door knocking, you're going to do more business. The person spending eight hours kind of just juggling everything around, right? Too many balls in the air to really figure out what's going on. That's right. And the other thing that, you know, we never know how things are going to turn out. You know, you mentioned, you know, what if I just did one hour door knocking instead of eight hours of worrying, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? We don't know who's going to show up at the door. You I'm don't... afraid to know who's, who's going to be there. Yeah, but we don't really know. Or you know, you know what? What if we just spent a right? If you're if you said, well, I'm going to work my database, and I'm so busy today, I don't have time to make my calls. If you just made three calls every day, right? The power of um, momentum, right? I think what is Darren Hardy's book? Uh, I'm blanking on it. I, I can see the book anyway. But he talks about momentum, right? It's the snowball yeah. that builds, right? And so. You know, just doing one little thing every day comp compounds the compound effect. I don't know why I can think of that. Exactly. <laughs> why don't people get that? Or why don't people actually embrace it more or really think about it more and let life stop distracting them? Because like even like Jerry Seinfeld, remember how he has a calendar and he has a snake effect. He keeps going every single day and he never wants to break the chain. That really works really well because you know once you start going, you don't want to stop and you feel bad when you stop. So that just... It's all to do with your mind that's stopping you from everything going on in life and you making a decision to do something and continuously doing it. You're going to be successful no matter what. And don't worry about what everyone else thinks. It doesn't matter. That is a, that is a great point. And uh, for me, I didn't keep track of a, I mean, I kept track of an Excel spreadsheet. That's how I know how many doors I knocked on. But once I, you know, once I decided that it was knocking on doors and that's it, uh, then it became a, yeah, I either did it or I didn't do it. And what's going to be worse, the pain of doing it or the pain of not doing it? And ultimately, the pain of not doing it became worse. And so I talk about in the book, you know, when I was married, I'd come home. If I came home from the day and my wife would know immediately that I didn't make it to the doors. Yeah. And how would she know? Because I was a jerk. Because I was so inner upset that I didn't do the one thing I was supposed to do that day, no matter what else happened, right? She could tell. And that's what I mean. The pain of not doing it is greater than doing it. And that's really what it, what it took for me. 
didn't happen overnight. I didn't have a chain like Jerry Seinfeld, but it became the, if I don't do this, I'm going to be miserable. It's kind of like, it's kind of like working out. I hate working out. <laughs> Me too. I love the feeling of having worked out. And so I don't like knocking on doors. I like having knocked. Yeah. You're absolutely right in that too. And I think one thing you mentioned at first too is the pain. Most people might not feel the pain. They might not understand it, realize it, what the pain is until it's too late. And if they can realize it sooner, they understand I need to get it done. And you know how you have the 80-20 rule anyways. You know your business, It's if you just focus on that percentage and just get it done, nothing else matters, right? For the day, you can just do that one thing. And like even how Tim Ferriss talked about the four hour work week, if you just kept focusing on that percentage, getting it done, nothing else matters because you'll be successful. But most people just focus on the opposite. I'm just going to be busy, preoccupied. I'm working, but I'm not really executing. I'm not really doing, I'm not hitting my goals. I'm not calling my database, not door knocking, not doing this and that. They're just distracted by, oh, I'll just look at Facebook. I'll check my messages, talk to this client, talk to this person, see what's up, days over, let's go hang out, lunch, gone, right? Oh, how much you make in a year? Not enough for my family, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. No, that's exactly what happens. It's exactly what happens. Yeah, to many people. That's why the failure rate for real estate is so high for agents. They fail so quickly because I think one is just the training, the um, discipline, because now you're really your own business. If you're an independent contractor, you're your own business. And what are you doing to discipline yourself? Who's coaching you? Oh, I don't need a coach, right? Yes, you do. We all have coaches. We all need coaches because we need the mentorship, the discipline, and the accountability to get it done and the pain. Yeah, I've had a coach my entire, even though I now train and coach other agents, I still have a coach. I still have someone with, with his thumb is always in my back because left to, right, as practiced as I am, I know I can be slimy. I know how to weasel out of stuff, right? I, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy right now. I'll do it later. Oh, it's already too late now. Next, tomorrow, I'll try tomorrow. You know, and days just pass by really quickly. Today's already Thursday. Do you guys realize it's already Thursday? Today? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's already May. It's going to be June. It's almost six months in the business. Have you got six months of income in your last six months, you know, per se? So, you know, when you're doing this prospecting, you're door knocking, like, how do you even begin to speak and knock on the door? Like, when you knock on the door, like, what do you guys say? What do you do? How do you act? And like, how do people perceive you? Yeah. Well, going back to what I was uh, alluding to earlier, right? The two, there are two things that are true, right? I'm trespassing on your property and I'm interrupting your day. And I realized uh, maybe by year two or three that, that that was the case and I need to shift what are my intentions at the door. And so I, I, I realized pretty quickly I had three intentions. The first was, you know, acknowledging that I'm trespassing and interrupting. I can at least have the intention to leave you off, leave you with a um, leave you off better than I found you, even if it's a smile and have a great day. The second thing is I am looking for now business. And so if I, if I come, you come to the door and you say, yeah, we're thinking of moving when our kids graduate high school. And I say, how old are they now? And you say, they just, you know, they just started kindergarten. Like, <laughs> forget it. I, who cares? <laughs> I, so it's a long time from now. Yes, a long time from now. And then the third thing is because I know the the odds of someone needing me, me and my services the moment I knock on the door is low. How can I be of service? And that could be as simple as giving them a contractor. I've helped people get jobs. I've connected people in quilting groups, all that stuff. Um, and all that's really easy. But that also allows me to win at just about every door. And so I'm giving. I'm not looking to get anything. And that context shift 
um, that whole being shows up in how I'm at the door. I am not trying to get anything from anybody. And so I have a way of getting, letting, having people, if they're open to talking, just having them let their guard down. So first, first off is you got to, you know, what's your intention, you know, for being there. And then the second thing is when they open the door, you know, like you said, I am always standing back even before COVID. I'm not right on top of them. Um, you know, I'm standing back, giving them some space. I'm smiling. Hi, my name's Steven. I'm the realtor. Um, now, disclosure, you know, now most of the doors I knock on are pretty warm, you know, but still half the people have never met me before. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, hi, it's Steven, the realtor. And I start with things that are true. Most likely I'm testing. Hi, it's Steven, the realtor. You seem busy is now a bad time. Mm -hmm. And because it is, you know, this is unplanned. Um, I, I'm a little busy, but uh, you know, what do you got? I say, well, what I have to say will take less than two minutes because I know I can. And they say, all right, go. So now they've given me permission to speak. And I say, you probably don't have any real estate plans this year. And they mm -hmm. say, nope, we don't. And I say, and you probably, you know, don't care much about what's happening in the real estate market. And then they usually will say, well, I mean, not really, but, you know, we're always curious what our house is worth. Great. Well, I come through the neighborhood a couple times a year with a market update, just like this, holding it up. Would you mind if I gave you one? No, I wouldn't mind at all. Hand them the update. And then by now you've gotten a sense. I've done a bunch of things to establish some trust. I'm not vomiting all over them with my spiel. I'm not trying to get their information. They've already said they're not moving. So I don't need to convince them otherwise. Um, and depending on how much time they said they had, which I could be done now. And it's like one minute. I've, I've kept my word to all the things I said that builds trust. If you've ever had anyone go come to your door and not do those things, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you can't get away, you can't get them to shut up, you can't get a word in, you can't. Yeah. Um, and so, They're right then and yeah, and so right then and there, I've got their attention. And you know, half the people from there are like, "Hey, you know what? Thanks, goodbye." And the other half want to talk. Mm -hmm. And then I say, "Hey, you know, I said it would only take two minutes." They're like, "No, no, no, keep going." All right. Exactly. And let's break that down a little bit. So you're making really good points about it. And the one first thing I'll say is the mindset shift of, okay, am I, am I here to sell you and kind of be a little slimy maybe, or am I here to just really, you know, just get to know you provide massive value, leave a lasting impression and be of service. And if I am, that's probably winning. And whether they're buying, selling, a year or two years from now, you don't know. But if you're there leaving a lasting good impression and providing value, they'll probably think of you, can think of you. And it really works and it creates attraction. And then if they're in the neighborhood, don't you think they're going to tell someone else in the neighborhood, hey, I met this guy, a great guy. He's really nice. I've talked to him, got to know him. Seems really helpful, knows the market. And his name is Steven. Um, you should give him a call, right? And oh, yeah, I met him too. He was a great guy. He came over and gave me, told me about what's going on. Or this guy comes knocking on my door vomits all over us and keeps knocking everyone else's door annoying the hell out of us i really hate that guy you know totally different two different things right but the real comes back to is just providing value and being of service and just asking getting to know them but if you create that relationship and it can be created just by knocking on a door that people will think of you when it when the right time comes for them without pressuring them that's right and you know look i mean someone might be listening to this and saying oh this guy's full of crap right <laughs> yeah. you know you got to ask for the business 
look, if that's the way you operate, I'm not saying that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that doesn't work, but I'm also saying this approach works too. And it works in developing long-term relationships with clients who are trusted advisors, who refer me, who pay me my fee, right? I'm not negotiating my fee. They're happy to pay me my fee. It's not an argument. And we have a collaborative relationship. And that's why my business is easy, right? Because I work with great people where we have a trusted relationship. I'm not trying to beat anyone down. I'm not trying to convince them and vice versa. They're not trying to beat me down on fee or any of the other stuff. Exactly. And I think people also see how hard you work because if you see a guy or a girl walking around, door knocking on every single door and they're providing value, don't you think you want to, you might want to help them too, if, especially if you know someone in the neighborhood is looking to sell, you might like, hey, you should really talk to that person. They're working so hard. You can see them always be here helping and just giving updates. But that really comes back to, you know, creating community, creating relationships. And it, it does matter. Would you rather have a phone call trying to how do you sell someone on the phone without seeing face to face? It's it, you can do it. It's harder because how do you create that relationship, right? Over the phone, door knocking is a great way because you're hitting a goal. How many? I need to meet five people every single day. For example, as your goal, how do you meet them on a phone call? It's gonna be really hard in person. How do you meet in person? Are you going to network events every single day? Probably not. Door knocking, easy way. It's in your neighborhood. It's probably where you live, where you sell. So if you just hit every single door, it takes about two months to come back to the same exact door uh, for some of our people in our area. Um, but if you did that, I'm sure when you start walking around, people are going to know you for in some way, right? They go, oh, I've seen that guy before, girl, you know? Right. They start talking to you. That's, that's it exactly. We actually did that too. One of our top agents, what we did with her was that she really was really good, already a top agent, but... That, to be fair, she's still new, she's top agent, but the way we helped her was brand marketing, online, social media, stuff like that. But what happened locally was this. We started having her put a lot of for sale signs out to maximum to the standard of the city. And then we had her do a lot of open houses, a lot of listings. Her name became everywhere, but her face was on all of it, all the flyers, all the marketing, just listed open house, everything. What happened after a couple months was like, hey, I've I seen you for somewhere. I don't know why, but I know you so- um oh yeah oh you're in real estate okay cool i'm actually thinking about it and then they started thinking more and more for her and she got a lot of referral business starting after that and just became an, a local person and who was known to be really helpful that's right so yeah that, it matters the door knocking helped too because when she started knocking doors it was easier to open easier to have a conversation easier to discuss you know what's going on yep because you, the relationship right on right, right on, right on. So like, but people are still hesitant to jump into door knocking or jump into cold calling or whatever it may be because they're fearful of the unknown or they want instant gratification, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying, and again, I'm not saying everyone should go knock on doors. It's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying, we're using knocking on doors as the analogy because it is literally the simplest way to talk to people, right? What you just said. You pull up or, you know, you can knock. I'd never knock my own neighborhood because remember, I'm an antisocial introvert. I don't want to talk to people. When I'm done working, I want to go home and talk to nobody. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to be knocking in my own neighborhood because then I'd have to talk to people. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, remember, I've made it especially hard for myself. (laughs) (laughs) You did. Most of you listening, much easier, right? You don't have that issue. You don't have that hang up. Um, but it is, it is knocking on doors. We're not saying you should knock on doors. We're just saying use that analogy because it's the simplest. And so whatever you're going to do, if you're not going to knock on doors, how can you simplify it so you to minimize the decisions you're making every day? 
it's kind of like, and I, and I hate to mention any political figure because people get so off the rails, whether it's one side or another. Yeah. Um, but when Obama was elected president, Michael Lewis, uh, the, the author, uh, um, did, a followed him off and on for six months. He literally got to shadow the president. Uh, and then he wrote this big article for Vanity Fair. And if you've never read it, it was like published in 09 or 10. It is very good. But anyway, in the article, um, and if you remember, uh, the president was faced with a bunch of sh- stuff that was going on, right? The economy was tanking, the banks were failing. Um, there was just all kinds of chaos going on. And so he knew he had a lot of decisions to make every day and they were not easy decisions. So the very first thing he did was simplify his wardrobe. He had two suits. I mean, he had more than two, but they were two colors, blue and gray. <laughs> so when he went to his closet every day, you didn't have to think about what he was wearing. And that, that story really resonated with me, you know, when I read it, because I was like, all right, how can I continue to simplify my business? What neighborhoods am I going to walk in? What times am I going to go? You know, I just kept going. How can I take as much decision making out of the process as possible so that I just went? I just went. And, and even today, I'm still promoting my book and all the other speaking and training. I'm always going back. To, to door knocking. How do I make it just like knocking on doors? Exactly. I think, yeah, you're right. In the simplification, even like Mark Zuckerberg, one outfit, right? Jeans and a black shirt, um, Steve Jobs, Apple, the same thing. It's really not the outfit. It's just a simplification process of getting rid of so many decisions in your life every single day. I'm sure we have millions of decisions to make every single day. The more we can get rid of and not think about more on autopilot in a sense, only to actually get more time back and focus back on higher quality living, like enjoying your family, working, getting things done. The more decisions you make in a day, the more tired you get. Actually, I compare that to like energy bar, for example, percentages, right? Decision, I'm wasting all that energy. If I can just get back to the main percentages and focus on that, I'm really going to be really powerful throughout the day because I have my energy there. That's right. Wasting time on, you know, little things that don't even matter. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's hard though for people. Like people have so many things and they just get inundated with it and they don't choose to focus and choose to make a decision, choose to design their life. Right. And it's an evolution by the way. Right. I mean, it is a progression. I think now even to how I eat breakfast when, you know, again, I realized sometime many years ago, I, I, um, you know, what time I went, when I would get hungry, where I was going to eat lunch. I'm like, why am I deciding where am I going to eat lunch every day? Why don't I just bring one? It's cheaper. (laughs) Two, it's healthier. And three, I don't have to decide where am I going to eat every day. And then, right, again, huge decision or one decision, huge time saver, right? I just make my lunch and go. And then I'm not worrying about where I'm going. Uh, I don't worry about if I do have appointments, I don't have to squeeze in where I'm going to go eat lunch. It's always with me. Right. Just exactly. little, little things. And that's by choice too. Like even me, like I've been big, a big proponent of that too. Like if you actually started meal planning and saving time and thinking throughout the week, what you can do and how to save on costs, how to eat healthier, how to live healthier, how to get more time back. These little simple things add up really quickly. Like you talked about compounding effects. You can compound effects almost anything if you choose to do that. And by getting your time back, you're really creating more freedom back. And people say, oh, I'm busy with everything. That's a choice. You 
you can choose to redesign it to make it more efficient if you want and save, invest. I use that money for investing. You know, what's five dollars? Five dollars a day adds up really quickly if you think about it. <laughs> compounding back to five dollars a day into um, you know, something that's exponentially growing. That's right. Put, yeah. put it to your bitcoins if you want, for example. You know, just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's going down right now. But you, you, there's so many different ways to uh, to think about life, right? Have you trained a lot of um, agents in like coaching, training, and helping them get through their hurdles, whether it's door knocking, cold calling, mailing? Online? I mean, yeah, I mean, that is part of why I wrote the book is I felt like I had, um, I was doing some some training and coaching on the side, and I felt like this was my, kind of like my declaration, right? Like I'm in, right, to really make a difference and help people. And so the book was, all right, here's my philosophy on business, right? How do you persevere over time when you don't feel like it, don't want to, it doesn't look like things are going to work, um, which are all things I experienced. And then, you know, how do I put that in a book? So it's very easy for people to see and apply to themselves. I mean, that is, that is the whole point of the book. What kind of results have you, um, have they seen after reading the book, after trying to realize like the light bulb just click in their head? Like, yeah, I really needed to get, to get going on this. I really need to get um, dialed in. I, I think, um, and I hate to say it this way because then people are going to say, oh, he's only about the doors. Mm -hmm. um, but I've had a few clients who just were never, ever going to knock on a door and they just decided, heck with it. I'm, I'm just going to try it. And I'm thinking of one woman who, and I don't know how old she is, but she's definitely over 30. How about that? Mm -hmm. And she has kids that are probably grown. So she's not young. You know, I'm not young. <laughs> but I am, young. Young. But, you know, we get, it. I mean, she's, this is not like she's just out of college. That's one of my point. Right. So this really took a lot of courage to take on door knocking. And I remember right when the book came out, I'd been coaching her for a while. And then she read the book and she called me and she was like in tears because she really got that, the overcoming um, her fear and developing the courage, to just start it. And then just every day do a little bit more again, just a little bit. Um, yes, she increased her business, but what she was more fulfilled by was just the overall satisfaction, right, of who she became in the process. And that's why that's why the subtitle of the book is Boundless Opportunity and Freedom. Of course, we all want to make more money, but it's the freedom, right? The true freedom every day to be living a life that we love. And and, and maybe there's things about the day that aren't our favorite, but in general, right, we're having a great day every day. And yeah, that really is the point. A lot of fun. Like door knocking, whatever you do, it can be a lot of fun as long as you take and enjoy the fun out of it. Like, hey, the guy has, for example, let's say somebody's having a bad day. You could make it fun. Try to help them make a better day out of it. You know, be really nice, polite, kind, and caring and say, you know, sorry you're having a bad day. You know, I'm just giving you a call to see how you're doing. I wanted to learn more if you're interested in buying, selling real estate. No, I'm not. Okay, well, you know, honestly, it's 2021. It's going to be a great summer. Yeah, you know, ha have a great day. Look forward to talking to you soon. Because you, you don't know what's going on on the other end. You don't know what they're thinking in their life, everything you don't know. But if you could just leave a lasting impression, they might thank you later for it too. Oh, thanks. I had a crazy day. Sorry I was so mean to you, but, you know, you don't know. Just be, have fun. And after the call, there's no emotions. You just hang up, call the next person and or whatever. And just enjoy it. Or go to the next door. Yeah, go to the next door. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. As long as there's no gun in your face, in your head, and that's okay. Just 
Go to the next one. Run away. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> how do yeah. people get like find that work life balance, and how do you protect your time in your career, like actually doing it? Because people think real estate. Oh, we have all the time in the world. We're 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 free. I mean, that's a huge question because you know the many agents, and if you're if this is your moniker, I'm not trying to make you wrong. You know, I'm just inviting you to look at it from a different perspective. Many agents, right, their their value is I'm available 24-7. Yeah. And if you're on available 24-7, that's a rough go, right? It means you're never off. It means you never have time for you to just be present, right, and be free. And I was on a listing appointment yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just this, this is it. So I'm, what I'm telling you what I do is exactly what I do. This is not made up. And someone I know from the doors, I don't know them super well, but I've known them a long time. And um, they, you know, were probably going to interview another agent or two besides me. And I just told them right up front. I said, you know, a couple things you should know about working with me. You know, one, I charge a full fee. That might be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't give a discount if you're buying and selling it. That, that makes no difference. I don't quite say it that way, but you know, just, I'm telling people up front what to expect. Also, by the way, I don't work weekends. My day off is Sunday, and I'm only available on Saturday by appointment. Nice. I tell people up front. Now, you know who gets pissed off? The other agents. (laughs) Why aren't you working Saturday and Sunday? Because I don't want to. (laughs) I don't need to, right? Why do you? I want to take time off. I don't want to work seven days a week, nor do I need to. Exactly. And some people don't, don't get that. And I actually even saw a Facebook discussion on that. Like, Hey, can I call this guy at two in the morning? Like people are like, no, can I text them? Like, and they're, they're discussing, for example, everyone should have to not disturb on. It's your choice to make a decision on how you work. I don't control your work. I control mine. If I choose to text you at 2 AM, I'm only leaving you a message. It's your choice if you get the notification or not. And people are talking about like, well, I have kids. I have grandparents. Like, you know, there's do not disturb. You know, there is um, adding favorites to your things. You get messages no matter what, but everyone else gets, you know, um, not, not disturbed, right? They're like, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, that's a choice too. You can learn about it. You can ask questions and people can help you. Sure. With it. It's a huge debate. I'm like, okay, well, I but get here, it. Yeah. Here's the thing about that though. This is what people, is it okay or not? I don't know whether it's okay or not. I do know if you're sending messages at 2 a.m., you're sending a very dis- distinct message, tone about how you work with your clients. And what the tone is, is that, I'll work anytime. Yep. And you know, if that's your choice, then you were never gonna have any balance. It means you're always on. Exactly. And there is ways to set boundaries. Like even for my mentors too, they're like, hey, I work nine to six. I actually set the expectation up front to my clients. I provide massive value. I help them do everything I can during those hours. After that, I really protect it for my family, my friends, whatever it may be, and enjoy my life. Cause I'm not here just to be a slave to to working, right? You know, I pr- help you, but you have to set boundaries too. You know, everyone has a normal job hours if they, you know, for example, right? I mean, and the other thing, and I, um, I think this is true when I lived in LA, uh, but so long ago, I've sort of forgotten, right, that recency <laughs> effect. But I, here's what I do know in Colorado, right? I live in Denver. The Rocky Mountains are, I'm pointing west. They're just over here. I can see them out my window. And nice. a lot of people go to the mountains. Uh, either they're skiers or something in the winter. Or in the summer, it's just—it's actually nicer in the summer. It's just gorgeous. People go to hike. They take time off. And so this 
you know, if you're paying attention, you'll find that most, at least most of my clients have plans on the weekend. They don't want to go schlep through houses. They don't want to do, they, they, they want to go recreate too. And so, you know, to this assumption that we have to work weekends and our clients want us to work weekends, that is just not always the case. Yeah. I'm going to assert, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some clients who may need it specifically, depending on, like, I had some clients who work graveyard shifts and they want to see of course, things in the morning. Of course. Too. And, like, I get, I get it. Yeah. But at the same point, there is a set standard and a boundary you can control. You have a choice to control and provide your your values to them. And they have a choice to make a decision or not. I want to work with you or I want to work with the agent who's 24 7. You know, that's a choice for them, too. As my as one of my friends in the Bay Area actually says, she's like, you can schedule for the exceptions or you can schedule for your standards. You know, which is it? <laughs> you know, I'm scheduling for my standards and every now and then you make an exception, right? For these unusual circumstances, but it is rare. It is really rare. And if you open yourself up to 24 seven, people will take advantage of that and use it and say, Hey, why aren't you available now? You told me you're 24 seven, right? And that's very true. And I even see like top producers, you can see they actually schedule their time. Like they take a whole calendar year. Here's all my family vacations, no matter what. Here's all my kids' uh, soccer, basketball, baseball games. I'm never missing. And then everything else gets filled around it. And they'll make That's it right. work. And if the client doesn't want to accept that, they don't have to work with the client. They choose what they want. 100%. 100%. What have some of the things you learned from like other top producers like yourself and like things you followed, didn't follow, and like what made, you know, make it made it better uh, i mean i'm always learning from others right i mean yeah. i to think that i have all the answers is super naive <laughs> <laughs> and course. ignorant none and wrong none of us um, have it right so i'm always learning even when i say the thing i'm best at is consistency and showing up i'm still listening for people who are doing it better or doing it differently you know changing my perspective and um you know, I think I've gotten, it's hard to point to one because I've gotten so many, uh, I've just gotten so much guidance and inspiration and mentorship from so many people. I don't know that I could point to just one. Um, but so let's pick an area. What would you, what area and what, what category should we look for the best tip in? Hmm. Good question. Mindset, scheduling, negotiation, um, dealing with clients. I think it comes back to all of them come back to the same thing. It's really just about making a decision on what you want and focusing on learning, educating yourself and highly becoming coachable and being open-minded to doing anything you need successfully and in the right way to help people. And whether that's, for example, timing, you can learn to improve your timing. You can learn how to use scheduling. You can learn how to do all that stuff. Mindset, everyone talks about it. You have to make a decision to do it. And once you make the decision, it can be done. And you just have to persevere through all of it. When you're down and out, really step next to a mentor or a coach or a friend who's really like high energy level, always ambitious, goal-driven. You got to be surrounded with, by people around you. Even like a podcast, hop on other podcasts, hop on, talk about this. Like we learn, we feed off each other. So really we can help each other and elevate each other to go do better. Because no one for me is competition. Everyone is just here to share our experience in life and just promote each other, mm. learn from each other and grow and 
get rid of all the negative people because you don't you don't need that. I try to help them, but sometimes you just can't because they're dragging you down. <laughs> you gotta let go, you know. Sorry, man. I, we need to elevate ourselves and try to push everyone with us with us together. Like all my agents in our team, I I push all of them. They're all local. They're all not competition. They're, we're always pushing each other to do better. That's it. Learn from each other. You, re you reminded me of two things. So in backwards <laughs> order. So what I was going to share about what I got from one of my mentors, but the if you're familiar with Larry Kendall of Ninja Selling, and Larry's here in Colorado, which is where he's in Northern Colorado. And I remember doing Ninja Selling with him many, many, many years ago. And he said something that's never, I've never forgotten. He's like, so you were talking about hanging around with the right people, but he was, yeah. like, he was also saying, don't be the person who the room got lighter because you left. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's funny. It makes you think because you got to think about it backwards, but you know, don't be that person, right? Don't be the Debbie Downer that drinks, yep. that brings everybody else down. But what I was going to say before that was uh, uh, one of my very first mentors uh, was a guy by the name, he, not guy was, he guy is, I just talked to him the other day, Fred Wilson, he's out looking to California. And I remember he's, you know, he said a lot of things, but two things that I still remember today that are always with me. Um, one was being clear on who your ideal client was. I got into everyone, real estate, everyone. right? <laughs> no. Not for me. Um, I got into real estate. Uh, and when I left consulting, I remember working for some people that were just complete jerks. And I thought, well, geez, I can decide who I want to work with. And so defining who my ideal client was key. And then two, uh, I, and he has many sayings, but one of them was, you know, great, not a great day starts the night before. Yeah. And, you know, really knowing going to bed on time so you can wake up on time knowing you know that was the beginning of my decision making figuring out what i was going to do ahead of time so i wasn't in the moment trying to do it scheduling your day out planning the next day being prepared so when to wake up you know exactly what to do without thinking about it you're executing rather than oh i woke up what do i do now where's my calendar at who do i call and then you're distracted and the whole day's gone again right yeah so yeah. it's that mindset and it's also the organization and if you're not organized Hopefully you have a system to help you organize or you get you learn to get organized, which you should. Yeah, just learn. It's not that hard. There's a million systems out there. So yeah. pick one. Pick one and just do it. That's yeah. the main key to doing it. So like, you know, all these things we talk about keep coming back to mindset, comes back to positivity, getting things going, making a decision and moving forward. And I hope that like even today, like, you know, it's 2021 really. And even with everything going on in life distracting us, we really need to have that positive mindset get connected with, with the right people, push yourself forward. Don't let nothing stop you. Don't let any negativity stop you and figure out what you want in your life because you have a choice to make a decision on, on what you want and to start getting it done. You know, even if husband and wife, you have them and they're negative to you, hopefully bring them up with you. Like that's, they're your partner, right? So bring them up with you, figure out what your goals are and like what inspires you, right? In your career, like why you choose to be in real estate. You can go do anything. If you're going to do it, do it and create that positivity, right? That's it. Other. Yeah. That really is it. <laughs> so like in going back to your book, like anything you want to, that stands out that you want to provide to the audience um, that they should kind of know about and like the benefits of really thinking about, um, you know, as a metaphor, like why open, why doors open when you knock? The, you know, as a lot of what we talked about, right. It's about persevering over time. And there's so many things that get in the way, right? The distractions, any fears we have, our lack of patience, our lack of organization, our lack of scheduling, 
uh, or you know just accountability or gratitude, lack of gratitude. And we don't need help when things are good. Right? We all can handle that. It's the troughs in between our ways of business is where we get off track. And the book really is to help you, you know, like I said, that tortoise and the hare, I just kind of keep going. You know, even if I get off track a little, I'm very quickly back on. So I am not wasting a lot of time chasing down rabbit holes. Going back to the tortoise, I don't know how. Yeah. Got that hair analogy. Anyway, uh, but you know, I'm not wasting any time with that. And so the the book is really a metaphor and a guidepost for people to stay on track. And so if people are listening and like, God, I can never just stay focused. I just keep getting distracted. Then this book is for you. <laughs> That's a good point. And you look at that analogy where you see um on website, you see how like, oh yeah, the the, the easiest path to go is straight, but that's not true because the path is really like this crazy yeah. and it goes to that but you have to really get there and um getting staying on track is the hardest part of anything being successful at anything staying on track because if you just take one percent at a time every single day or even 0.01 you're going to get there eventually right and the compounding yeah. effect of that is substantial so being in the right mindset reading great books like doors open um reading other books podcasts watching youtube videos watching anything going to events coaching these are all mindset but these are also also trying to help you stay on path and find the least resistance to get to where you want to be if you want to do one deal a year great do that one deal but let's make sure you get that one deal right and like stay on path to get that target that's what it comes back to right that's what it comes back to perfect yeah so before we wrap up the show, I actually want to ask you a couple of questions. Since you've been in two different markets, you were in Southern California and now you're in Denver, Colorado. Can you tell us that even those different time periods, like what's the difference between the two markets and what, how, what are you seeing going on? I mean, it is funny. I like to say that was a, a big bonus. And, you know, the, the, the thing is they're both kind of West coast. I mean, Denver's not the West coast, but it's the Western U S um, yeah. and it, it Although they're two different markets, I'm sure it would be different if I was in Connecticut or Virginia or something like that, because I really see very little difference between the two markets. Nice. You know, having knocked on doors in both places and sold real estate in both places, but the contract's a little different, uh, but really uh, there's no difference. And therefore, what I got to do is trust myself that my intuition and my appreciation of the real estate process the seasonality of our business, the sick, the sick cycles of our, you know, thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. They're, they're all the same, you know, they're a little different by market, but yeah. generally they're universal because we're all human beings buying and selling property. And I, I think what it did is just give me the confidence to believe in my um, guidance to my clients. And I think I, one thing I like too is that you know how you mentioned door knocking in South Southern California and then in Denver. One thing great about that actually is that when you're a new agent or if you, even if you're a seasoned agent starting over, a door is a door. You just knock on it and say hi and that's it. And you'll build massive relationships really quickly. And no matter where you are in the world, you can go to any door and knock on it and something could happen that could be great. That is that is true. And you did remind me of something else. The, the one when I did get here, right, I knew in a business about connecting people and property, I didn't know any, I didn't know either. I didn't know any people yeah. and I knew nothing about the market. I knew nothing about the geography. I knew nothing about the neighborhoods. We have basements here. There's no basements in California. I've never even yeah. been in a basement. 
Nope. <laughs> right. So it was all that part was all new. When you go out and start knocking on doors, you know, again, I was on this appointment yesterday and they asked me, like, well, how well do you know? You know, they named a bunch of areas and I'm like, uh, I probably know it better than anybody. <laughs> and they're like, huh? I'm like, well, I've I've literally walked and I described, I mean, I've literally walked from one part of a different county. I've knocked four different counties nice. over thousands and thousands of homes in so many different neighborhoods. I've just seen so much, right? The patterns all come together and I can tell very quickly just by walking down a street who lives on it, what the rentals are. I mean, I, I can just see it. And so little did I know that knocking on doors would give me this extra advantage in terms of building my credibility, building my knowledge, building my understanding. And so the other part of this is where whatever we're up to, one, pay attention, and two, we don't know what other benefits we're gonna get from it, right? If we're just focused on getting a result, you know, or this is this person gonna work with me, as opposed to being open to what else can we learn, right? We're missing a huge opportunity. That's actually a great point too. There's extra benefits when you're doing any kind of prospecting, but for example, door knocking, you, you can get healthier too. You can get healthier. You're going to drink a lot of water. You're going to walk a lot miles for your, for your suit for yourself. And you're going to change a lot of shoes, I bet. <laughs> and then you're going to meet a lot of people and they really get to know the neighborhoods by street. You'll actually see so much you just mentioned and you'll see the, the areas changing, the people changing, the life's changing. Um, and the remodeling going on and you, you can start saying, Hey, I actually know that area. I know the block. I know how the housing's all changing in that block. And you can see the price points going up. Then you can say, Hey buyer, this is a great point. Here's why I like this area, this house, for example, here's what's going on in the neighborhood. Here's the neighbors. You want to go meet them? I'll introduce you to all the neighbors. That's right. You, yeah. You That's it. A great community. That's it. <laughs> okay, so about to wrap up the show, is there any other points that we think that we should let these uh, our audience know about, you know, like what they, should they do to make it a really successful 2021? What can they do in the next six months to really improve their business, get off the ground, change their mindset, get driven? I've got two sentences for you. You ready? Yep, ready. Right. Doors don't open themselves. <laughs> Doors only open when you knock. You get that? Let's repeat that again. Doors don't open themselves. Doors only open when you knock. So, so whether you're knocking on doors or picking up the phone or doing open house or doing marketing, I don't care. Just do it. <laughs> so you hear that, guys. So really, it just comes down to just doing it. You want to do our knock? You want a cold call? You want to mail? You want to do online advertising? You want to call your friends? Just call and just do it and just start tracking it and doing it. And results will pay off really quickly. We have new agents who are prospecting and doing really well for the ones who are doing it. The ones who are not doing it are not doing so well because they're not doing it, right? That's, That's right. the hump that we try to help everyone get over. Start doing it. No matter what it is, you want to do it, just do it. We'll see what happens in six months. Don't give it two days. That doesn't work. No one can do that in two days or three days a week, right? How many days did it take you actually to start getting the real effect? Um, it took me a long time, right? Six months, I think I four or five months, I got my first listing by accident. Um, it took a long time, right? So people say six months, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to say, if you're really going to take on door knocking, you have to give it a year. Anything less than a year, you're just, I don't want to say you're wasting your time, but you're not, you're not going to see the results if you quit within a year. It just takes time. Everything takes time. So you hear that everything takes time. Yeah, what mailers take a year, door knocking takes a year, cold calling can be 
quick if you're good at converting and learning how to have a conversation. It can, it can be, but it could take a long time too. It really comes down to you testing, figuring out what works for you and doing it consecutively over a long period of time to make, to make sure it works. Don't give yes. up. And yes. we're here to support you. Um, anything you need, contact Steven, contact myself. We're here to help you. Um, check out his book, Doors Open When You Knock by Steven Ross. Um, best-selling book there. Can't wait to read it and learn more and be sure to reach out. So how do people reach out to you? Best way to get me is, uh, well, you put it up there, Steven at doorsopenwhenyouknock.com. Perfect. Yeah. You can go to my website, schedule a call, send me an email. If you want to buy the book, you can buy it on Amazon. Easy peasy. Great. Be sure to reach out to Steven. Check out everything there and check out his book. Leave a review. If you like it, leave a review. If you don't like it, leave a review. Why? And try to help, you know, provide value to the audience, right? So everyone, thank you guys so much for being on our show today. Uh, be sure to check out the Truth About Real Estate podcast on Apple and everywhere else and on my website, MatthewMa.com. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one.